Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So we uh, took it live yesterday as Jeffrey Bezos shot another phallic rocket into space. I mean, I realize the whole phallic joke thing is really Elon Musk's territory with the big Falcon rocket and his Tesla cars spelling out sexy and all that sort of stuff. And sometimes a cigar is just a cigar. But but that rocket looks like they went way out of the way. And that's going to cause some aerodynamic drag. I don't care. It must look more like a penis, is what <laughs> Jeff Bezos said. Jeffrey Bezos. Whatever it takes, make that rocker rocket look like a phallus. I mean, yes, I'm not, sir, Mr. Bezos. I'm not a rocket scientist, but that looks like a penis. No, you are a rocket scientist. That's why I hired you. Just shut up and make it look more like a penis. Yes, sir. Uh, right but, anyway, away, sir. but anyway, so we took it live as TV star, 90-year-old TV star William Shatner got shot into space. We played a little bit of what he had to say when he landed. We thought it was pretty interesting. Let's hear a little more. There's about a 50-mile skin that the earth has of air and the, and the air reflects the light and it turns blue so we see a blue sky we grow up and live and die yeah. blue sky right the spaceship and i like to call it that punch through that at 2500 miles an hour 50 50 miles 2500 miles an hour so within a count of two or three it goes from blue bang and suddenly it's black and you see this black and that's space and eternity and uh, and the mystery of the cosmos and but it's black and it's death and it's and just down there is the blue you're at the top of the blue looking down on the earth and you get these cliches it's so fragile it's all of that but this wow. little blue covering and and what is there is lurking and what is there is nourishing it was dramatized again, the very cliches we hear again and again. Yeah. We're so fragile. We hang by a string. Fascinating. That is one with it 90-year-old. He's way more with it than our president. Yeah, I would agree completely. Bill Shatner for president. Can we arrange some sort of swap? That's not, that's not what I was meaning at Shoot all. Shoot Joe Biden into space and put Bill Shatner in the White House. I think Pull the- that bad care. Of course, he's a Canadian, so whoops. I, I think there's life in other places for obvious reasons, I think. But, you know, for all we know, it is just there's nothing but death once you get away from it. So all the cool living things you care about, your kids, a puppy, uh, you know, falling in love, just all the cool stuff that happens on Earth. You get into that blackness and there's just nothing from there on out. It yeah. is kind of it's pretty interesting for a very long way. Yeah, for a well, very long way, yeah, an unimaginably long way. And the tiny little bubble of atmosphere around the Earth. It's its true. It's a good point. Maybe thinking about this stuff is what got you depressed in the first place. So I got on this topic earlier. And I, I kind of hesitated to bring it up, but uh, we've gotten a bunch of texts and comments on it of different kinds. So I was um, taking in a, uh, a Reddit thread yesterday. I don't even remember how I got sent that direction you know you go down rabbit holes there's a youtube video then it links to this then next thing whatever um and you're reading up on stuff but it was people who is who think maybe we've crossed a line with this attention toward suicide with the numbers going into ridiculous territory over the last couple of years number of people killing themselves particularly young people these uh deaths of desperation 
that we call them, um, that maybe we've gone too far and that people can't come forward and talk about how they're feeling or what they've been contemplating because they're just there's there there are so many machinations in in already in process at schools at workplaces and families uh, all over the place to immediately go into um oh my god they're thinking about killing themselves we need to react now now we need this doctor we need that medicine we need this needs to be written down on this piece of paper and people are scared to come forward about it and it might be causing more I don't have any idea if that's true or not I thought it was an interesting topic though I could see that being true. Because this is the era of the big official response. People don't solve things for themselves. They don't have casual conversations in a, like in a bureaucracy or a school or whatever. Things have to be done according to the rules. And if the rules are now, you know, go to DEFCON 1 if somebody says, you know, sometimes I have suicidal thoughts. I could see where people would hesitate because maybe they just want an ear. Maybe they just want a friendly, uh, you know, person to chat with. Right. To let their feelings out a little bit. And some of the comments we got on that, and by the way, you can comment if you want to. Uh, to uh, text line is 415-295-KFTC. A friend of mine texted, I would have been totally in a mental institution uh, with what I was telling people back when I was younger. Yikes. Um, compared to now. And he, I, I happen to know this person who's got uh, kids who have been in this uh, situation themselves. So he has a pretty good idea about the way society handled it then and now. Um some of the other comments, and, and just as an aside, I, I'm a big fan of the whole uh, getting really, really angry at us when we say something that you think uh, is incorrect, and uh, bringing new statistics to it, and, and, and you know, calling us names. I just, I don't, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know why you can't say here. Here's something you might want to uh, consider, as opposed to you stupid idiot. Don't you know that 10 percent of blah 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 blah? Just an interesting tact to take when you're having a. Yeah, I'm kind of curious, uh, you folks, and I get plenty of those emails. I, I go through the emails. Jack goes through the test, text. Does, does that work for you in real life? Do you find that a uh, useful technique if you hear something and you think you can add perhaps an alternate perspective to the discussion? Hey, stupid idiot, why don't you do your research? I just wonder, I wonder how that goes for you in real life. I'll do this one before I get to the, uh, the the counter. I totally agree about the you can't come forward about saying anything about wanting to hurt yourself, or if you feel like ending it because you're uh, you'll end up in some crazy house somewhere and you lose your job and you can't own a gun in the future and blah 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 blah. So then we got this pushback from somebody in the industry. Totally wrong about the fifty one fifty process. Fifty one fifty, in addition to being the title of a fantastic Van Halen album is when you are committed by the state for being uh, a threat to harm yourself or others. And at that point, you lose a lot of freedoms, as long as they think you're a threat of that. Uh, In fact, they can lock you up. They just plain lock you up against your will, against your parents' will, against everybody's will. Um, I run crisis in four local counties, and our hold rate is low. Our agency does 1,000 evaluations a month, and our hold rate is 16 to 30%. Our clinicians work hard to go least restrictive treatment possible. Fake news! Please don't discourage people from reaching out. Um, I wasn't discouraging people from reaching out. I presented this as a, here's interesting, I read this on Reddit yesterday, what do you think? Not as a conclusion of any kind. I just thought it was interesting. But admire your belligerent tone. Um, also, eight, 16 to 30%. Okay, if you take that high end, so 30% of people who go so far as to reach out to the hospital end up committed on a 5150, which means you've lost all rights. 
And then I don't know where that, I don't know how that shows up in your uh, your paperwork at that point. I don't have any idea on that. Does that keep you from getting a gun in the future if you've ever been 5150? I don't, don't know, know. The, I don't know the answer to that. No. Um, if you do know, feel free to text um, 415. As belligerently as possible. <laughs> 415-295-KFTC. But, um, yeah, I just think that's, I just think that's interesting. I, I Kind of in the same way that as we pay more attention to bullying, I feel like there's more bullying in schools than there was when I was a kid in their attempts to deal with it, all the PSAs and everything like that. I wonder if we're not creating more problems by making it such a, oh, my God, she said she's thinking of hurting herself. For, if I remember correctly, I'd have to relook this up, but if I remember from some psychology class back in college, it's the most common thing a human being can, people think about that all, every human being thinks about that at some point. At least dabbles with the idea. Most people never getting as far as ideation, which is like coming up with a time and method. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's very common for people to think about it. And uh, if you mention that to someone now, a lot of things get rolling that maybe you don't want rolling. And then the person who's actually a danger um, doesn't get to like talk it out with somebody or whatever. I don't know. Like I said, I don't know. I'm not drawing a conclusion. Hmm. Anybody, no, I don't know either. Anybody got any comment on that? Our text line 415-295-KFTC. Obviously a very heavy subject, but I could easily easily believe the way they talk about it uh, in schools and colleges now that you would feel like, I can't mention this to anybody. I can't mention this to anybody or, or all kinds of things are going to happen. Now, whether that's true or not, I don't know. What are those, whether, the, whether the machinery would start from you just mentioning it, I don't know. But I could see how you'd have that perception as like a 20-year-old that all kinds of things are going to happen if I mentioned this to anybody. And do you think that has to do with liability? If they ignore your pleas or your mention of it and then you end up harming yourself or whatever, somebody's going to sue. I got to believe that's some uh, of it. I got to believe that's some of it. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't, I don't actually know what's going on. So I don't. I mean, I'm, I'm hearing a Reddit thread secondhand, so I hesitate to comment. Yeah. Well, and we got a number of people on our text line who say, yeah, I feel that way or have felt that way. Or, oh, my God, if mm. they'd had the current processes in place when I was younger, I'd have ended up you know, way further down the road of treatment than I needed at the time. I just needed to tell somebody this is what I was feeling like, and that was enough. Anyway. Uh, obviously a very heavy conversation. If you have anything for it, maybe we'll talk about it again tomorrow. 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. George Stephanopoulos has a new documentary out about Michael Steele, the guy that was behind the dossier that started the whole Russia investigation crap and everything like that. I have no idea how good it's going to be or thorough or fair, but we'll play a little bit of the trailer from that next segment. The dashing XMISH. Christopher Steele. What did I say, Hanson? Michael Steele. Michael Steele, who's totally the f- former guy. chair of the Republican National Committee and has a great mustache. No, He's Christopher Steele. No dossiers that nope. we know of. So, time.com is uh, often terrible lately. It's the website version of a, an old magazine, kids. Way back when, when Grandma and Grandpa were young and the magma was just forming the crust of the earth, <clears throat> people used to print out websites on paper and mail them around. We <laughs> called them magazines. 
Time is mostly irrelevant at this point. Not the concept, but the magazine slash website. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the concept is every bit as relevant as ever. Um, <laughs> anyway, well, this t- is rather a long preamble. Well, Time Magazine will be announcing their man of the year here in the next oh, month or so. Stupid, and- please. Don't even tell me about it. Don't even bother me. <laughs> If I'm doing anything as important or more important than, for instance, urinating, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> don't interrupt me. On the other hand, man, did I find this compelling. It's about a guy by the name of Desmond Shum and his ex-wife, Whitney Duan, both Chinese. Um, she, she especially, super important business magnate in China. All right? They're divorced. They have a son. It's been four years since she vanished in China, and he called her phone hundreds of times. The line was always dead. But that changed last month when he received frantic messages from her after four years saying, call me. Oh, boy. Holy cow. Yeah. So he calls and she picks up. What? You'd have a heart attack. All right. And she says, please don't publish your book. His book being Red Roulette, an insider's story of wealth, power, corruption, and vengeance in today's China. This was a four-year gap, though? Yes. He tried to reach out. He tried to contact her. It's the mother of his son. For four years, the line was always dead. Then he gets a message, call me immediately. He calls, and that same phone is alive. Anyway. So the book details Ms. Duan's appearance for disappearance rather four years ago and the shady business deals involving some of the top Chinese Communist Party figures that propelled her to become a billionaire and reportedly China's most wealthy woman. So she was tied in at the very top among the elite. And it was the first contact he'd received since she disappeared from the streets of Beijing in 2017 and came just hours after the first reviews of his book appeared in Western media. So this is what it looks like if you run afoul of the Chinese authorities. Number one, you get disappeared, and she's still alive, obviously, but then her husband's going to come out with a book, and within hours of the first reviews appearing in media, the Chinese communists were aware of it and got the imprisoned wife to get in touch with her ex-husband, begging him to drop the uh, the project. Uh, a little more background. It's uh, interesting. It's, it seems like a little late to, to, to try to pressure him. Yeah, I guess they weren't aware of it. But uh, So this couple were deeply involved in several transformative and extremely lucrative developments in the Chinese capital, including at the airport, a giant hotel. They were tightly linked to China's elite, especially the wife of the former premier, uh, and her disappearance was always presumed to be political. She got disappeared, too. And so they, uh, they interviewed this guy at Time.com, the husband, ex-husband, really, but... Uh, how was she when you spoke to her? She sounded okay. She said she had no news of the outside world over the last four years. She said, they've been lenient to me. They didn't treat me that badly. Yeah, what would you say if you're in the clutches of the Congress? Yeah, no kidding. And they're probably right next to you listening in. Of course, yeah. Then she asked me to stop the book launch saying, how would you feel if something happened to our son? And what would happen to our son if something happened to me? I took that to be a threat. Um... And then uh, they talk about the relationship a little bit. I wrote the book as a gift to my son. It was only much later I decided to publish it. 
Um, do you feel safe in the UK? After all, China has renditioned people of interest from Thailand and other legal jurisdictions before it's outside its borders before. Yeah, friends keep asking, do you have bodyguards? How's your security arrangements? But the reality is that I'm one individual going out against a state like China. If they decide to do something, the little resistance I can put up with is not going to amount to anything, really. I signed my life away when I decided to publish this book. And then they ask, have you been surprised by the recent sweeping crackdowns of business executives like Jack Ma, who were previously thought of as, quote, untouchable? And he replies, these people were never untouchables. If you look at the list of the richest person in China, I think it's been published for over 20 years now. Most of them haven't done well. Maybe 40% ended up in jail, and 80% of them drop out of the list for whatever reason. Thinking that anybody is untouchable just for having money is a joke. Interesting. And then he says... Uh, They ask, Xi Jinping launched a Tigers and Flies anti-corruption campaign. Did that affect the relationship you describe in your book? And he says, listen, there are seven busloads of red aristocracy who are there watching a parade beside Xi Jinping. These people have no titles. They're just citizens. They make no particular contribution to society. The only reason they get invited and sit next to the president is bloodline. He talks about the, the... well, the bloodline elite in China and how it's utterly, utterly corrupt. It really sounds like Louis the Sixteenth stuff. Yep. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The Biden administration is set this week to host a virtual counter-ransomware summit to discuss ways to combat global cyber criminal networks. I'm sorry, this guy wants to talk cyber crime? What's his advice going to be? I write my password on the back of a post-it. They never look at the back. (laughs) That's the way young people view their president? I don't know. Hurtful. Coming up, the burger wars heat up. Before we get to that, George Stephanopoulos of ABC has a new documentary out. Let's listen to a little of the trailer. Christopher Steele is an enigma. Is he hero? Is he traitor? Christopher Steele is a guy who picked a fight with two presidents, Donald Trump and Vladimir Putin, and he's lived to tell the tale. Christopher Steele, even today, is a mystery. That now infamous dossier said that President Putin has compromising information on President Trump. Supposedly a tape made in the Ritz-Carlton in Moscow showing prostitutes hired by Donald Trump urinating on a bed where President Obama and his wife once slept. It would be quite a tape if it in fact existed. It was extraordinary to hear the details. You almost had to look away. It quickly became a question in Washington of how much of this was accurate. I said, take out the PP tape. Please take out the PP tape. The golden rule for golden showers. You just don't talk about sex in reports. Okay, so um, I have no idea how this will be handled, and it tells you at the end there, Stephanopoulos is going to interview Steele, and it's the first interview he's done. Um, Stephanopoulos asked some pretty hard questions to the president a couple weeks back over Afghanistan. On the other hand, we've been playing the Katie Couric thing all morning long, where they edited out anything that would have been damaging to Ruth Bader Ginsburg or their side politically. So I don't know how uh, much confidence I have that we'll get the full story on this. It seems kind of odd that this is happening now. 
Oh, well, it depends on how he handles it. I think if somebody like George Stephanopoulos would make it very clear that this whole thing was bogus from the beginning, the FBI knew it was bogus, the, all the media outlets knew it was bogus, but everybody pretended it was real so they could do this or that. And uh, if that was a story, that I think that'd be pretty huge. I doubt that that's what he's going to do. Yeah, I was just going to say, it's possible he'll recover his conscience and, and handle it that way, but I wonder. The burger wars are heating up, Joe. Are they? I'll get to that in just a second. Um, but you were talking about China a second ago. We have talked about that big real estate company in China. Is this their Lehman moment? Giant company, the way Lehman Brothers went down in America and crashed the entire world co- economy in 2008. Is this giant Evergrande real estate company in China going to go under and crash the world economy, or at least China's economy? Well, the latest is several other property giants, in addition to that one, are also in trouble now. As lowered contracted sales contribute to ballooning debt, according to the Wall Street Journal, China's real estate developers hold more than $5 trillion in debt right now, more than the entire economic output of Japan. An impending housing market crash is bad for any country, but given the outsized shares in China, which is about 30%, the housing industry is 30% of their global GDP. Which is amazing. It is. Financial analysts are waiting to see if the government intervenes to head off an economic meltdown, or if they can. Um, So that could be a huge crash for China's economy, and hopefully not bring the rest of us down with it. But, man, China's got some serious problems. Top-down management of this is what created the problem in the beginning, and then there's some question of if top-down uh, messing with it can can fix the whole thing. A unique feature of China's rapidly emerging quasi-state-controlled, quasi-free market economy. It's another example here, uh, it says from some smart guy, of how China in particular, its economy, must be viewed through its own prism. Comparisons to the United States and other market economies, you must always be mindful of the fundamental differences between them and China's system. Uh, yeah, fair enough. China having a huge economic meltdown would be a very big deal. Very big deal. Like change world history, big deal. Well, I can't imagine what that would look like or what the repercussions would be. I mean, and PhDs in economics can't either, but, you know, if they can't, I sure can't. Uh, wow. I just, uh, boy. You know, good, getting back to this interview with uh, the guy, uh, I guess you'd call him a dissident. Uh, the husband of a Chinese business leader has been detained now for four years. Uh, a couple more really interesting Q's and A's. In the book, they say, you talk about how former premier Wen Jiabo, I can't remember how to pronounce his name, but it's something like that, uh, aspired for more democracy within China, but he kept his cards close to his chest. Do you believe there are still people like that inside the Chinese Communist Party today? And he says, I'm sure there are people like that. The question is, are they a political force? I'm pretty sure they're not. The Western media always play up this idea of a reform force working against the reactionary force, and we should help the reformers. But there is no such political force. Even Wen Jiabao, he definitely voiced democratic opinions, but is he a political force? He's one individual, albeit in a significant position, but he's not got a political force behind him to push that agenda. And they say, so what is the biggest threat to the CCP today? And he says, China's always been an authoritarian regime, but is now turning into a one-person dictatorship. And that is fundamentally dangerous, as everybody within the system is trying to win favor with Xi and sing to his tune. 
And a dictator gets blinded and makes stupid mistakes. That dictatorship is a risk because she has intentionally wiped out all possible successors. And if something happens, say a heart attack or someone puts a bullet in him or he's incapacitated for an extended period, what would happen then? He gets his head stuck in a jar of honey. <laughs> they, call him, they, call him Winnie the, they call him Winnie the Pooh, you see. Come on, folks. Kind of a tight <laughs> audience today. Head in a jar of honey. Are you kidding me? Come on. <laughs> Come on. Oh. <laughs> Michael, you got to have that ready. That's such a mood lightener. It wasn't that great of a joke. That, that's the whole freaking point. I know. <laughs> I need help. That's the point. Anyway, uh, his purge over the last 10 years has been brutal. The system wasn't prepared for it, which is one of the reasons she could build himself into a dictatorship, because the system wasn't prepared for somebody to come in and be that ruthless. But now the system has experienced it. If something were to happen to him, the risk to the whole of China would be tremendous. There would be a lot of people saying, well, I've got to go for the throne, because if I don't get it, my outcome is brutal. I don't know if she's sane or not, but he really wants to be Chairman Mao. And the other day for that parade, what was it, a week and a half ago? I didn't see this t- until yesterday. He wore the Chairman Mao tunic, the the one-piece weird collar thing that Mao wore, Stalin wore, Kim Jong-un wears. He wore one of those instead of his usual suit and tie. Like, wow, you really want to be Chairman Mao. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. He might yeah. be crazy. Um. We've got our own problems in America, Joe, the fake burger wars. So as you know, Burger King has been in bed with Beyond Meat, I'm sorry, Impossible Meat, for a couple of years now. That's a different company. That's the one I had that I thought was really, really good. Yeah, I remember I had an Impossible Whopper a couple of years ago. Somebody brought one in, and it tasted just exactly like a Whopper. Now, there's so much on the a Whopper. The Impossible Whopper is the Whopper that doesn't give me gas. Come on, folks. <laughs> Come on. You having a good time tonight? Come on. Are you having a good time? I don't feel like you've reached your two-drink minimum. You're kind of stiff. Um, you having a good time, Joe? I had the 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 Impossible Whopper a couple of years ago, and it tasted exactly like a Whopper. But there's so much sauce and cheese and stuff on a Whopper. Oh, yeah. You don't really taste meat anyway. Anyhow, a, wh- a whopping amount, if I may. So anyway, McDonald's is coming out now two years later. They're with the plant based McPlant Burger, partnering partnering up with Beyond Meat in restaurants, and that'll be coming to a McDonald's near you soon. Um, I don't know if this stuff is like going to catch on and really make a difference. I feel like if you go to McDonald's or Burger King, you've kind of decided to eat poorly to start with. You've kind of made a decision already. It's like yesterday when I had a couple of donuts. I'd already thrown off the chains of being responsible. At that point, do I want to go like slightly better for me donut? Probably not. I, I just decided I don't care. Well, judging by what I've read about this sort of thing, and you know, it might be a little out of date, but probably not much. It's a charade anyway. The meat-free patties ingredients include peas, rice, and potatoes. The McPlant burger will include mayonnaise and a slice of American cheese and will be cooked on the same grill as the beef patties. So if you're like a super vegan, you're not going to dig that. But if you're just wanting healthier, in theory... Well, that's what I was driving at because I've seen some of the side-by-side nutritional comparisons. And to make it taste yummy, 
you know, you got all the sauce and you got the bun and you got everything else, and it's barely more healthy if it's more healthy at all than the burger, depending on what you look at. The FDA is out with their big sodium thing today. You got to cut down the sodium food manufacturers. My understanding of, of those burgers is they're pretty high in sodium. Let me let me look that up just to make sure I'm right. I'll talk while you're doing that because think, accuracy is my hallmark. I think they got to make the argument, and this wouldn't work on me. Maybe it'd work on you that it's about eliminating cattle from the planet and this many few cows and them tooting into the atmosphere would help global warming blah 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 i don't think you can go based on my memory of looking at the nutritional stuff it's pretty hard to make the health argument you have to go with the eliminates cows argument yeah which okay all right you know if you're into that if you're worried about that that is a pretty compelling argument cow toots uh well yeah in short yeah. beef flatulence <laughs> that's that's it yes yes that one uh, first things first, just because something is plant-based or vegan, that doesn't mean it's automatically healthy. White bread what? is vegan, as are tater tots. Okay, fine. Uh, let's see. Uh, da, 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 da. Don't say anything bad about tots. All right, so uh, here's your lean ground beef, 10% fat. Well, wait a minute. Nobody make not, a burger no. out of that. It would fall apart. Yeah, that's not what they're using for a McDonald's patty anyway. You suck, CNET. What are you talking about? What did you Google for crying out loud? Impossible burger versus beef. Wow. Nutrition. Well, then Google is feeding you certain information. Because I remember when this first came out, it was everywhere, comparing the stats between the two, and they were not particularly favorable. Well, okay, I tell you what. We're we're dealing with an extremely lean bunch of ground beef, leaner than you would ever get uh, on a burger, because it would fall apart. I made a burger on the grill the other day. And left it, you know, red in the center as opposed to cooking all the way through. Yeah. That is a different beast. Yes, it is. Than a cooked all the way through burger. Just mm. a different pleasure for the mouth. Do you like it like rareish or just a little pink? Pretty rare. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not down with that, but to each their own. Ju- Judy likes a burger a little rarer than me. Mm. But, uh, you know, whatever. Don't cook. Don't overcook my burger. The, the the biting into a burger and you see it's dark all the way through. You cooked all the red out of it. It's just, yeah, it's, just it's like being punched in the gut. Yeah. So keeping in mind, we've we've chosen an unrealistically uh, healthy ground beef patty. But um, I mentioned cholesterol before. Uh, the beef uh, has ninety milligrams of. I'm sorry, uh, sodium is what I wanted to talk about, not cholesterol. Uh, the beef has seventy milligrams of sodium typically. The Impossible Burger has 370. Well, you got to put a lot of salt on it to get people to choke it down. I think that's what's going on there. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you say it tastes like smashed up peas. How you about the fat? Well, again, it's unrealistically lean. The, the, the beef patty has 12 grams of fat, 5 are saturated. But the Impossible Burger has 14 grams of fat and 8 are saturated. Mm. So it's probably comparable to a, to a more realistic patty. Okay, but if it's about the same or more or less a wash, that's not enough to get me to eat a veggie burger, is it? Oh, uh, no. No, it's got to be, be, be about the cow farts. And I don't care. Or, or or you know the, uh, the, the what do you call it? Where you know I realize we're spending a lot of time considering the hind end of cows and their output, but in the feedlots they poo like crazy. They do. I used to at my job all day every day. I used to be just scrape up that poo into a pile. Right, and it's, and it's a, an all day every day job. Trust oh yeah. me. 
Well, and it's a huge challenge to keep that runoff from uh, befouling water supplies and the rest of it, spreading bacteria. So not only is it the flatulence, but it's the solid output as well. What? Here I sit, brokenhearted, etc. Um, that that is a challenge for raising beef. Gotcha. And for instance, uh, a peas—they make the burgers out of smashed-up peas. Peas don't do that. <laughs> Not that I'm aware of. No. Be weird if they did. Yeah. So uh, I, I'm down. I'm down with the uh, non-beef beef. Although Me, we got to raise, we got to raise enough uh, cattle to have steaks, though. I don't want to live in a world without steaks. Mm. People want the beef. I had a New York strip the other day. This is one of the great pleasures of life. Sure. What about shoes and baseball mitts? I mean, are we going to have a leather problem if we stop having beef? I think the synthetic stuff's pretty good. What? Yeah. How, how often do you don a baseball? Oh, that's right. You play catch with your son. Did just last night. Well, okay. So the cows that I've insisted on remain for my steak needs... We'll make ball mitts out of them. Okay. It's fine. All right. It'll be good. Sounds like a compromise. Well, wait a minute. Gelatin made out of ground-up cow's hooves. There you go. What about the world jello supply? Uh, I know. It's un- more complicated than you unforeseen think. Unforeseen consequences. That's what you we're discussing. You stick a cork in a cow, you think you've solved the problem, but you've <laughs> created three more. That's my point. We'll finish strong. Stay here. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Michael, is there any joke left that we should have played? And of course, this puts a lot of pressure on you. If you choose something that's not funny, the audience will turn on you savagely. As well, the uh, host. I read that the FDA just authorized e-cigarette products for the first time ever. Yeah, it was a big win for all three people waiting for FDA approval to start vaping. <laughs> FDA says it's good? Oh, God, fine, charge it. All right, we'll start tonight. That's what I've been saying all along with this whole FDA now recommends wearing a mask, blah, blah. Since when do we pay attention to the FDA? Speaking of burgers earlier, for my whole life they've been saying, don't eat more than this much red meat per week, and nobody pays any attention. Shut up. Make sure you exercise an hour and a half a day. Nobody pays any attention. Make sure you shut up. Then all of a sudden the (laughs) pandemic comes, and it's, uh, it's, 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 it's carved into tablets... Ten Commandments sort of stuff whenever they speak. Oh, yeah. All of a sudden, they're just the, the, the greatest sages, and then they must be listened to because their they're powers of, of intelligence and observation and, and wisdom are just second to none. Well, a lot of people were talking about that all of a sudden. If you, unless you've got um, extenuating health situations, an adult should not take an aspirin every day when they've been telling adults to take an aspirin every day forever. And uh, that kind of fits in with the whole don't eat... You know, bacon, make sure you eat sugary cereal that they told us for 50 years. Can I get an extra side of shut up? (laughs) Armstrong and Getty, you have disappointed me for the last time. These are your final thoughts. It's a Star Wars reference, I believe. Here's your host from Final Thoughts, for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. Let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew. He presses buttons in the control room, our technical director, Michelangelo. Michael? Yeah, today the horse drug story and the Katie Couric story, um, it was a reminder to be an informed consumer, be a cautious media consumer. If something doesn't sound right, look it up in an encyclopedia. There you go. 
<laughs> Good point. Young Alex, our producer behind the scenes with a final thought. Alex? Yeah, I'm taking off for Wyoming tonight after the show. Um, it's, I've always thought of it kind of weird when traveling. I'm waking up in California. I'm landing in Denver, Colorado, then driving to Wyoming. Three states in 24 hours. There you go. See the beauty of the United States of America. Enjoy that. Jack, a final thought for us? Perhaps the greatest playoff matchup in league history, Still, certainly by the numbers. You got 209 win teams playing each other in baseball tonight. Giants, Dodgers, Game 5, winner take all, winning this t- series in baseball history. Oh, man. Will they be exhausted, whoever wins, to emerge in a battle for the National League? Or will they leave it all on the field? And blah, blah, that's why they play the games. Uh, you know, my final thought is going to be from this interview with the Chinese dissident guy. He says, the reality is these two systems cannot coexist in the long term. The United States and China? Yep. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. What really needs to be done is to contain not just geographic expansion, but also economic. Ultimately, the fight in today's world is by economics. It's funny, a friend of mine got some new uh, socks, like uh, workout sports socks that have the NBA logo on them, made in China. The whole NBA Nike China Nexus is worth so many billions of dollars. They don't care how many slaves there are, or concentration camps, or systematic rape. Nobody cares. No, people will eventually care, I think. I, I don't think it's I don't think it's sustainable. We'll see. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four hour workday. Go to Armstrongandgetty.com, order your ANG gear in time for Christmas. Helps keep the guys on the payroll during these challenging times. Got some great t shirts and box shorts and sports bras and hats, you name it. We will see tomorrow. God bless America. Point of personal privilege. I think that right now, you know, the honeymoon's over. What a load of fatuous nonsense. This is the fun part. These conversations are intrinsically multifaceted. If they want to be stupid, there's no law that should be preventive. It's a little too much docky dog. If you're trying to have a good time, just come no matter what. Can I just come back to the one I want to talk about? I, two, no, 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 two, no, no, Two no, things on the ledger. You have, before we get to that. Have you been a good little Nazi? We said yes. On that high note, thank you all very much. Armstrong and Getty.